0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're having a great week, coming up to Christmas here, and uh, thanks again for joining us. I um, want to talk today about priorities and really uh, taking a step back and looking at life through a certain uh, through a certain window. Uh, Tony Dungy, uh, who used to be the Buccaneers head coach, and then he coached the Indianapolis Colts, and he said, everything I do, everything I, I, I do, I see life through the lens of Jesus Christ. And so I want to talk about um, seeing life through the lens of the call of God. And so I want to read from uh, Luke chapter 1 and the very last verse, verse 80. And it's talking about John the Baptist. And it says, And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness unto the day of his public appearance to Israel. The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. And then it says here in Luke chapter 2, I'm going to read verse 52, speaking of Jesus. And it says, and in Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So we look at the lives of these these uh, two people who are called to do ministry together, if you will. Obviously, one is the Son of God and, and the other one's the one who came to prepare the way for him. But it's interesting because for Jesus, he got baptized in the Holy Ghost when he was 30, right? So he didn't start his mi- ministry. He didn't have miracles before then but it still talks about there was spiritual growth that took place. And then we know John the Baptist, he may have been anointed of God, but it wasn't, he wasn't, uh, because salvation wasn't made readily available, he wasn't baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you will, right? But it says he he grew in stature, he grew strong in spirit. And so this is an element where there's there's the spiritual side He's not saying he grew strong in the Holy Spirit. He grew strong in his spirit man. His spirit man became strong. And so this is where you look at someone who really was born for one purpose, and that was to prepare the way of the Lord, prepare prepare the way for the Lord. And you see the type of person that he was, that he was, uh, you know, in these outer parts. Then he came out preaching. And uh, um, even Jesus said there hasn't been a single person. There hasn't There hasn't been a greater person that's been on planet Earth, you know. Of John the uh, uh, outside of John the Baptist before John the Baptist, and so we see an element where there was a an exercising of the human spirit that God, that God has for us. When you get born again, God puts a new heart on the inside of you, but we become people who overcome because of the power of the Holy Ghost. But there's still a, a spiritual discipline and spiritual leveling up that has to take place, and this is why when 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 I look and I see people, and I'm speaking more from just things that I've noticed over the years. But when I, when I see people who have a call of God in their life, and then you fast forward and you, and you see 10, 15, 20 years later, and, and they're not doing anything that resembles what God is, what, what they said God has called them to do. And there's a couple of things that could be going on here. Number one, it could be that they thought they were called and they weren't right. Um, they thought it was a ministry call and it wasn't. I don't think that's the case most of the time. Most of the time it's that people just never get to work to do what God has called them to do. And so they're always in a place of oh, I'm just waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord. But you see that there's yes there's the timing of the Lord, but there's there's choosing to walk the path that the Lord has in front of you. You know there's people who make decisions. And really my 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 goal in in doing this podcast is to get you to look at life through a different lens. To say, Lord, whatever it takes, I'm not here to serve my kingdom. I'm not here to live a, what others would consider a normal life. M- my my uh, upbringing may have been one way, the way I experienced life as a child may have been one way, the way the order of things that I went through may have been one way. But I'm organizing my life around the, the day that I stand before you and I and I want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. Because there's many people who are called. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. But it's few prepare to be used. And so you have people who, who go to their grave with the call of God in their life. You know, my call that the Lord has on my life, actually part of the prophecy that I received when I was um, just before I turned eight years old from Kim Clement said the, the torch that I presented to your family, I'm, pres- I'm giving it to you, and I'm giving you a double portion of the Spirit, and you will do it. Everything that I've presented to your family, and you will do it. And so that means there's someone in my family that the Lord challenged them. The, the, the word from the Lord actually said, that would have challenged your family with. So there was someone in my family who is challenged by the Lord to do the same work that I'm, I'm I will do but didn't answer the call for whatever reason or was taken out by the devil. You know, I've told you the story about my dad and how my dad died when I was three years old. And, you know, I don't know the full details. I mean, I, I talked to my mom and I've asked questions but of what my dad was called to do, but he was uh, high up in a church, was more of like a, um, a the government type in in a church, you know, the one who organized things and put things together. But a big church in South Africa was a, was a major help, to to that church, and so you know the the devil comes in and attacks and 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 takes my dad's life, and and um, uh, you know probably was an open door somewhere, but either way, there was something presented to somebody that didn't get fulfilled, and now that now the torch is passed on. Really, the option is passed on to me. This is a relay race where you can choose to run or not run. Ultimately, someone can go to heaven without fulfilling. I believe someone can go to heaven without filling, fulfilling the call of God for their life, but. The, the the treasure that they have will depend on what they did with their lives. And so you see this when people come to Bible school, I'm called to do this, I'm called to do this. But then because of the way that culture and society talks to them, because of the way their upbringing was, and because the devil knows how to lull people to sleep, people end up in a place 10, 15 years from now where they're just like, oh, you know, I started a family or you know, for some people, they just marry the wrong person. You know, they, they come to Bible school and they've got all the aspirations and they, you know, I had somebody that I dated before I met Krista who who would have been a, a bad decision for me to marry because they weren't called to the ministry. They would have been doing their own thing. I mean, crazy. Something to think about. If you're called to the ministry, you marry someone who's willing to go along with that call, not that you have to drag along with that call. You you find someone who's who's running in the same direction as you are. But, but then you have people who, oh, you know, Oh, you're, you're, you, you're graduate Bible school? Where are you going? Oh, we feel to move back to be with our family. Why? Oh, you know, we're going to have some ch- kids and, you know, I just like growing up in this area. So we figured, we, you know, you don't make decisions based on what you like about the location you grew up. You make decisions based on where God told you to live, where God told you to go. The Bible says that Jesus was was led from Jordan to be baptized, right? Um, or from Galilee to, uh, to Jordan to be baptized. And it says, then the Spirit, when the Holy Spirit came on him, he, he drove him out to the wilderness, right? So you're led by the Spirit of God. You don't make decisions off of, you know, it just feels nice. You know, I, I remember hearing a, a, a newborn, new, newly born again, oh, you know, we think we might move out to Colorado. Um, okay. You have a church, a Holy Ghost church you're plugged into now. Why are you moving to Colorado? Oh, you know, we just kind of like that area of the country. You don't make those decisions based on what area of the country you like. That's not your choice. You signed your life over to the Lord. You don't get to pick where you live. You can pick the neighborhood you live in, but you don't pick the state that you live in. The state that you live in, you have to be, first of all, the number one factor should be what church am I called to? If, if you're not a pastor and if the Lord calls you to plant, he doesn't say, pick a state, any state you want, go plant a church. You don't look and say, what's the fastest growing state? What is the state with the youngest crowd? You go where you're called to by God where God says, you, you better hear the voice of God. And then some people just don't press in and figure out what they're supposed to do. So they believe there's a call, but they never figure out what it is. So then 20 years later, you couldn't fast for three days and say, Lord, you're not playing games with me. Show me what I'm called to do. Am I called to preach? Yes or no? And and fast and pray and figure, figure it out. Lord, am I called to be an evangelist or a pastor? Well, you're called to preach. Great. So Lord, what's next? I'll do whatever you want me to do. And he'll put things in front of you. And as long as you're faithful with him, he'll give you promotion. The reason why some people don't get promoted is because they're not faithful with God has in front of them. God puts some people to disciple and they're not faithful with that. So he says, if you can't disciple the three people that I sent to you, I'm not giving you a church. And so they're waiting for this call to take place. And so you see where people just make decisions. Oh, you know, we kind of like, we kind of like this area because it's close to the beach. And so this is a state, you know, we've always wanted to live. No, <laughs> you know. You know, we decided to move here because this is where our family is and it's going to help us and and we'll have, you know, they'll be able to look after our babies for us. You don't make decisions based off that. You make decisions based on where God has you for the call of God on your life. What are you going to do? 20, wait 20 years, then you have three kids. And so 20 and then all out of the house, 25 years later, and you're just, what, having kids now? You this is why you have to make a decision lord. I'll go where you want me to go That includes i'll live where you want me to live I'll be what you want me to be the lord has the lord has an opinion about where you go Oh, you know, I think I may go to this college, but I may also go to this college I may become a doctor, but you know, I think I may also become a lawyer I'm, not sure I may go into business you find out what the lord wants for your life You don't just pick it's not random you don't, it's, this isn't choosing a flavor of ice cream. You, you figure out, God, what do you have for my life? And you go after it with all your heart. That's why for me, I knew there was no question. I started Bible school when I was 16 because there wasn't, it was never a joy. I was, <laughs> I was always going to go into the ministry. It's not enough. Even when I was in business, I knew I'm doing this, but there's coming a day where I will quit doing this and I will preach the gospel full time even while I was doing it I was preaching the gospel I would go on missions trips I would I would preach during the summers I would have house church I was I was exercising my gift I was called to preach and and while I was Called to preach, I was getting prepared. Now there's days of preparation. So this isn't to condemn everybody. This isn't saying that the moment you graduate Bible school, you have to be in the ministry. That wasn't the case for me. I graduated Bible school when I was 18. I went into the ministry at 32 years old. So there were 14 years in between where I worked at the church for a little bit and then I went into door-to-door sales for over a decade and so people could look and be like oh he's out of the plane of god so you can't let anyone judge you it's, you answer to god but if you know i'm in the call of god for my life this is my there's there's times of preparation some people need practical experience you can't even be trusted with your own laundry how do you think god's going to trust you with 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 people's people's spiritual things you, undisciplined in every way and you think god's going to give you people to listen to you preach you you you've lost your mind the lord looks at the practical things are you faithful do you show up on time? Can you follow through? Are you responsible? Do you live a holy life? Are you a hard worker? The Lord's not going to put you in charge of people that he loves and cares about and put you as their leader for them to emulate your life when, when no one should emulate your life. It's, it's way more, it's a lot of it's practical. The practical things are spiritual too, because there's discipline. You know, Jesus was someone who rose up early to go pray. I'm not saying there's not a day that you can't sleep in. But if if you don't if you're up, never up before eight a.m., that's a problem. If you're up till two o'clock in the morning, now if you work overnight, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about people who who work normal, and then they're up till two a.m. Now if you're up studying the Word like Kenneth Hagin would study through the night, that's one thing. But if you, if you if you find don't find time to read the Word and pray, and yet you're you're sleeping till nine o'clock in the morning, you're not disciplined. The Lord can't use you the Lord can use you in a very limited way I'll say that let me give grace there the Lord can change you but you see you see people who 15 years later and just aspirations but 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 no discipline no discipline in spirit no making decisions I I'm, I will answer the call of God for my life Lord And if you feel like you've missed it, Lord, where did I go wrong? Show me the next step. Fasting is a very quick way. Fasting is a fast way, if you will, to get back on track with the Lord. Lord, show me. Fast three days. Pray, fast. Lord, show me. Where did I miss it? Where do I get back on track? Because people have these things that they do. And then so you hear things like this. Let me give you another example. You hear things like this. It's God first, family second, ministry third and so you hear that. And then what happens? But you you know and and there is some truth to that because you don't want to sacrifice family on the altar of ministry, right? You don't want your family going to hell while you're in the ministry because because you you neglect your family. But then at the same time, things like that can be like, well, you know, we were going to go on this mission trip and it was going to be difficult. We really felt like it was the right thing to do, but you know, you know, my wife just felt like things would be easier if we moved back. You don't do things because they're easier. You do things because God told you to do it. You'll find that following the Lord may on the outside look difficult, but it's really the 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 easiest because that's where the it's the place of the commanded blessing. So it's where you'll see the most increase. It's where you'll have the most peace. It's where you'll see the most protection because you're in the will of God. And so people say, well, you know, it's family first before ministry. So, you know, we just, that doesn't, It's it's God first. So what did God want? There's times where, where ministry stuff makes it that I go to sleep later and, and don't get to spend as much time with my wife. So there are times where ministry actually takes precedence, where there's things that I have to do. If it was a hard and fast rule, family first, then I just wouldn't I would be home by 5 p.m. every night. It's I'm living a life. With the Lord and my, my wife and I and my family are, are cooperating with God so that when we stand before Him, we're going to hear well done good and faithful servant. And so you as a young age for the young people, for everyone listening, but you have to make a decision for now until Jesus comes back. The first and primary lens that I see life through is obviously serving is, is obviously loving Jesus. But then, as Lord, I want to accomplish what you've accomplished, what you've called me to do, and that may mean sacrifice. That may mean some late nights. That may mean some early mornings. That may mean some, some times where you, you know, you want to go do something, but you go do something else. There's times where I'm with my wife, and I say, "Hey, Krista, go please go talk to that lady. Tell her about the Lord." There's, t- you know, if, if it was just, oh, you know, we're not doing that because we're out on a date. You know, it's family time. Family time. We win souls during family. This is our, This is a lot, This is real life. There's sacrifices that you make. There's things that you do different. We wouldn't have left $300,000 a year, my wife and I, in business. Now, that made life super comfortable. Great vacations. We wouldn't have left that, you know, if it was family. It's, it's I'm, I'm called by God. And so you take that seriously. Lord, where's next? I don't choose where I live. I don't choose. My life is not my own. I've taken up my cross and I'm following you, Lord, wherever you tell me to go. It may be into shipwreck like Paul. I mean, hopefully not. But if it is, this is the cost. This is the price. And then the Lord gives grace and the Lord will make it up and your family time will be rich and, and your family will love you and, and 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 your family will be close and, and your children will be used by God. And, and you'll look and you'll say, man, my, you know, my mom always... That's the thing. My mom raised two, and I'm, I know I'm over in time on this one, but my mom raised my brother and I by herself since I was three and my brother was uh, five, but she prioritized going where God told us to do. It would have been easier to stay back in South Africa, but she knew the call of God. And so she came. It wasn't easy. We came and lived in in someone's bed, spare bedroom from South Africa, illegal, and then just here illegally, working illegally, <laughs> just figuring it out, right? We're legal now. You can call ICE. They can't get, y'all are stuck with me. I'm legal now. And so my mom prioritized, where does the Lord want us to be? Make a decision now. You'll may never make decisions in life. I mean, you can pick what you want to eat for lunch. But even if the Lord tells you don't, don't. But, if, but, you know, you can avoid food poisoning that way. But I'm not just choosing where I live. I'm not choosing who I marry. It's not my choice. Lord, what do you want for my life? I've given my life to you. Thanks for joining us. this podcast has helped you, please share on your social media. I hope you have an awesome Christmas. I love you. We'll see you soon.